Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzer. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I got to tell you, it feels like it's been a long time since I've been here with you guys. Back in January, I think I recorded seven episodes that went out week after that were scheduled week after week after week after week. I put a little bit of a break in there. I think two episodes ago, I did record something that was a little bit more in real time. There are three things that I want to cover in this particular podcast episode, and I'm going to break this one up into three chapters. I've been using some software to evaluate how to add chapters into my MP3 files. I found a brand new piece of software. This isn't even on. You know what? I'm, I'm going to add that to, I'm going to change my outline here live. So, and I'm going to add a chapter three. All right. So here are the four things that I'm going to cover in this episode. They're going to be broken up into four different chapters. For those of you who are using the Apple Podcasts app, for those of you who are using the Pocket Cast app, the, or even the... Um, Overcast app. Any app that supports chapters, look for that and you should be able to jump straight to what you want. Chapter number one, I'm going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus outbreak that we're currently all facing, the impact that it's having on us, the conversation I recently had with members of the Next Level Mastermind and a couple of my one-on-one coaching clients and just friends and and family, uh, the conversations that are going around. I want to speak just briefly about that because there's a lot of you that may or may not have heard the things that I've shared recently in some of the online content via Facebook Live or on my YouTube channel. So I just want to briefly mention that in chapter one. If you don't want to hear anything related to the coronavirus, you can go straight to chapter two in this MP3 file, and that is going to be at the topic of recycled content. Great question from somebody in my Next Level Mastermind who is asking the question, is it wrong to take something that you have learned from somebody else and then turn around and teach it in a piece of content that you create yourself? I have some very strong thoughts on that and feelings about that. If that has been a something that has paralyzed you from moving forward and creating content on your own, you'll definitely want to check out chapter two in this podcast. Chapter three, which I've just added here on the fly, you can jump straight to chapter three if you want to know the new software that makes it even easier easier to add chapters to your podcast where people can jump straight to certain sections. And then chapter four, if I still feel led to do so by the end of this episode, I might share with you my thoughts and feelings about the new iPad Pro announcement. And even more importantly, to me anyway, is the magic keyboard with trackpad for the iPad Pro. Anyway, with that being said, Let's go ahead and start with chapter one of this podcast episode, which is related to the coronavirus. Now, about a week ago, I felt led to go live on Facebook and share a message with my community related to what's going on in the world. I mean, life has changed drastically from just one week to the next. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a completely different world than I've ever experienced. Life doesn't feel or look 
the same at all. The closest thing that many of us have experienced prior to what we're going through right now was maybe the days or even weeks following 9-11. But this one's unique and it's unlike others. I just want to briefly share with you a couple of things. Number one, I want to just encourage everyone to take this situation serious. I want to encourage you to do whatever is necessary to keep yourself safe and those that you love safe. Especially as you are already aware, you don't need me to tell you that there are certain demographics of people who are more at risk for this virus, uh, the elderly, those who have immune systems that are already compromised, people who have recently gone through chemotherapy. I mean, they're, they're still learning about this virus and, and they're still learning about people who are impacted. However, I want to say this, some people that I respect and love greatly have gone to social media and they have said some things like, guys, chill out. This is no big deal. Dude, we are all overreacting. This is ridiculous. Get over yourselves. And I heard people say, this is no different than the flu and the flu kills more people. Uh, and, And that's dying down, but it's still happening. I'm still seeing some remnants of that kind of language. And I got to tell you, I am in regular interaction and, and, and I'm doing life with people who have recently gone through chemotherapy. I am doing life with people who have a loved one, uh, their spouse, who has uh, a rare uh, disease that makes them very susceptible and has a, a, a very weakened immune system as a result of it. This is impacting a lot of people. And no matter what, the situation is with the virus itself. Whatever you believe about the virus, the world has reacted. The globe, all of the major world leaders have determined that it's necessary necessary to shut so much down to keep people at home. What I do know is this, people are being impacted financially already. This is going to have a significant impact on our economy, as you can possibly imagine. People who rely on paycheck to paycheck to put food on the table, those who are in the hospitality industry, the restaurant industry, the hotel industry, the travel industry. I have friends who make their living from speaking full-time, and those people are obviously out of work for at least the foreseeable future. Those people all are going to be the type of, this I believe is going to have an economic ripple impact on the lives of everyone. I want to encourage those of you who are listening to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, so many of you, you have a voice in this world. You have a social media presence. You have potentially a podcast of your own. You have your own Instagram stories. If you have more than 10 people following you, You have an opportunity to impact and influence the lives of those 10 or more people. You're impacting and influencing those people's lives. The things that you suggest, if it gets past the conscious mind, it will absolutely be internalized. And so are you creating a message of this is no big deal, just ignore the government, go out and do whatever you want, live your life, look at me, I'm out here doing this, it's no big deal, I'm safe, I haven't gotten anything. If that's your message... You know, you let's just say if you were right, okay, you 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 can say I told you so, maybe. But what if what if this is as severe as they say it is? 
it's not how much have you potentially put people at danger. Maybe you're not in an at-risk category. Maybe you're you're going to just get the sniffles and a sore throat and and uh, maybe a, a temperature for a day or two and you and you get through this. The question is is before any of those symptoms came up, 14 days of you running around how many people did you leave that virus behind for? These are the kinds of things we need to be thinking about. I'm sure that you've seen the the guy who was the, I think he's an NBA player who was joking around and he coughed into his hand and touched all the microphones. And of course, within the next several days, he was a confirmed case of coronavirus. My friends, if, if we just say this is no big deal, don't worry about this, and you're not in a position medically to give that advice to people, watch out. Don't go around doing things that will be t- determined later to have been tone deaf, all right? At the same time, don't spread a message of fear and worry and doubt, I am a very positive-minded person, and one of the things that I've come to understand about how to succeed in life is that life is full of things that don't go according to our expectations. Life is way more uncertain than we could possibly imagine. There are far more things that are outside of our control than are within our control. And so we all have expectations of how we would like things to go. We all make plans so that we can do what's within our control to have life go according to our expectations. When things go according to our expectations, we're happy. Now, sometimes things, we expect this and we don't take any action and things just work out exactly how we expected them to work out and and we're happy. Sometimes we make plans and it's because of those plans and it's the actions that we took If we would have not created the plan and we would have not taken those actions, we would not have achieved the results that we expected. But because we did achieve them and we met the expectations we set, we're happy. But what happens, whether through inaction or even taking massive action and a strategic plan, what happens that no matter what, things don't go according to our expectations? Tony Robbins teaches this as the formula for unhappiness. Actually, he teaches the formula for happiness. And he says the formula for happiness is like a mathematical equation if you see it represented in a, you know, this equals this. And he says it's LC equals BP. That is when your life conditions equal your blueprint. Life conditions, I think you can pretty much understand. This is how life is happening right now. This is what I'm experiencing. This is how, this is what's going on right here. When life conditions equals your BP, your blueprint. What is your blueprint? Your blueprint could be simplified down into what you expected. Your When life conditions equal your expectations. Or how Tony Robbins would teach this is when life conditions equals your model of the world or your way of thinking of how things ought to be. Just a couple of things that has helped me as I've learned this formula for happiness, and I have a determination, I have made a commitment that I am not only willing to feel great or happy even if you want, to experience peace, joy, love, abundance, and success all of the time, all right? I determined a couple years ago when I read The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks asked this question, are you willing to feel great and have your life go well all of the time. 
when I was confronted with that question, I'm like, well, that's impossible. Uh, hold on one second. This is my wife calling me on FaceTime. Stephanie, what can I do for you? Oh, did you you came looking for me. Did you need me? No, baby, I didn't come looking for you. I was just coming up the stairs and I was wondering where you were. You're, you're live on my podcast, by the way. Well, hello, podcast world. And and you're live on Facebook. Say hello. I they, hope they, you all are saner than I am. Are, why are you I, not sane? Because I'm trapped with you people. <laughs> all right. Did you need anything, babe? No, I'm going to go see if I can get food for Leo. All right. Why, why don't you see if you can get toilet paper for the rest of the family? <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just kidding. I know that's impossible. All right. I love you, baby. I love you, too. All right. Bye. Okay, so where was I? I was saying something around, okay, so I'm willing to, so when I was confronted with this question by Gay Hendricks in the book, The Big Leap, I'm like, nobody's life, nobody feels great all the time. That's impossible. You know, it's it's just, you know, we are, suffering is just a necessary part of life. It's a necessary thing that we have to go through. And if we don't experience lots of suffering, we'll never be able to truly appreciate when things are good. Have you ever heard those things? (laughs) <laughs> there may be some ounce of truth to that, but the idea that that we need to suffer as at least half as much as we actually succeed and, and experience joy and love and abundance and success—I don't know about that. It, but that's my—that was the old way that I thought. And eventually, I came to the place where, wait a second, yeah, the the question isn't, will I always? feel great and have my life and my and will my life always go well all of the time it's the question wasn't will it it says are you willing that would you be interested if it were possible would you receive the ability and <laughs> would you be willing to have your life go well or to feel great and have your life go well all the time and the answer to that question is yes i would be willing But then I went a step crazier and I said, listen, I'm committed to feeling great and having my life go well all of the time. And that is still today what I'm committed to. And so I'm a very positive-minded person. So when I look at this formula for happiness, and I don't think of just happiness, don't get me wrong, there are circumstances that come my way that are frustrating, annoying, what was the word, uh, miserable, if you will. There are times that I'm faced with things that are just absolutely miserable. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm experiencing this. This is not what I expected. However, the question is, is how long will I allow myself to, to wade within anxiety, fear, lack of self-confidence, doubt, uh, uncertainty. Uh, how long will I allow myself to stay there when things don't go according to my blueprint? So, for example, if I think that, man, my life, life, the way that I see life ought to be is that I build my business in such a way that I'm making this amount of recurring revenue. I'm only working these days of the week. I'm serving these people. And my expectation is that if I continue to do this and I show up the way that I've promised, then, then everybody lives up to their commitments to financially uh, be a part of whatever program and stuff like that. It's like, that's, that's my model of the world. That's the way I think things ought to be. Well, what happens in a situation or a scenario 
where all of a sudden nobody could have really foreseen this a couple weeks ago. Okay, not nobody. I mean, some people did, but I I wouldn't have dreamed it was possible. But then all of a sudden it's like, wow, all of a sudden, you know, there's all of these people who are now we're all, most of us, unless your work is essential, you're being asked to stay at home. And a lot of people are not able to work from home and continue to get paid. There's a lot of people, unfortunately, where the businesses that even those those business owners would love to pay, they were already struggling to meet payroll. I know people who their number one concern as a business owner is how do I make payroll this month? And that is their reality consistently month after month. I've worked with a number of those people who come to me. They say, Cliff, how can I how can I start approaching my business in a different way, in a more profitable way? And and um, many times it takes a, a much different approach to how they're doing things. But to be able to take that different approach, they have to change what they believe. And so, thankfully, a lot pe- a lot of people are uh, have been on a path to where that's no longer their biggest concern that I've had the blessings to work with. But I still know there are many people out there. So, in this circumstance, there are a ton of people out there who own businesses where their number one struggle month to month was how do I make payroll, and then all of a sudden this hits. All of their business now has dried up, whether that's for conferences that they host, whether that's for the restaurant that they own, or whatever. The, 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 nobody's coming in. Nobody's frequenting, frequenting their businesses. And now, when it was difficult before, and yes, I know there's stimulus packages and there's other things, but there have been a lot of people before all of that stuff is announced that have freaked out and people have been laid off and fired or whatever, or just no income. And... Yes, there are some things coming, but the reality is is that the financial implications are here and what happens in a scenario if all of a sudden that even comes back to hit me, which I haven't yet been hit by this, but I'm preparing myself for the possibility that, that the ripple effects will go all the way and finally reach the people that I serve and who knows how long this thing could go on. I don't know. I'm not dwelling on that. So how am I in a place where right now, I'm not unhappy. Is it because, well, Cliff, you have an online business? And, well, of course, you're not unhappy because you still have recurring revenue. You're still connecting with people through your online Zoom calls. you got people are still meeting with you on a weekly basis, getting tons of value. You're still having one-on-one coaching clients. The way you do business, Cliff, is not impacted by this in one way, shape, or form. And currently, that's true. And there is a very real possibility that I could make it through this entire three weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks, six months with very minimal impact. But there's also the equal possibility that this thing gets a whole lot worse. I mean, I, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not planning for that. I'm not expecting that. But I'm just looking at things as they truly are. And if you want to know what Tony Robbins, I learned from Tony Robbins about this, is that the formula for happiness is when your life conditions equal the way you feel things ought to be, the, the way you believe life should be, or the expectations you have for how things are going to go. So how is it that I am so fluid with that formula that I can maintain happiness? Well, if all of a sudden you find yourself in a position right now where you're not happy, maybe you're freaked out. Maybe you're panicked. 
Maybe you're filled with great anxiety. Maybe you're experiencing tons of stress. All of those would be associated to quote unquote being unhappy, all right? And if those are the things that you're feeling and experiencing emotionally right now during this period of time, what I wanna tell you is that you could possibly, I I would like to just make this as a suggestion. I believe this firmly to be true but I believe this is absolutely something you should at least consider. You could make it to a place where you could immediately eliminate the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the doubt, if you could simply adjust either your life conditions, which you may or may not be able to do. Some of you out there who are paralyzed with fear, anxiety, self-doubt, worry, and all this other stuff, Some of you have every opportunity to create some sort of thing that's of value through online calls, and you could be serving in a powerful way. You could be, again, creating some stuff that of, you could create an online course and and teach something that you've known. You could create opportunity, there's a lot of opportunities that exist. So you could create your life conditions and change that so that maybe the financial uh, impact of all the situation isn't necessarily out of whack. But maybe there's not so much you can control on the life condition side. Well, then that's where you could change your blueprint about how you feel life ought to be. And that and sometimes that could be as 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 saying, you know what, I'm gonna completely rewire what I expected the next three months of my life to look like. I thought I was going to do this, this, and this project. Well, now I'm gonna put all of that on the back burner. Maybe I'll pick it up later, maybe I won't. But now I'm going to consider three, two or three or maybe just one other path and pursue that. With the life conditions I have now, let's see if I can create a new model of what I expect or how I'm going to move forward, which strategic plan I'm going to pursue now that the life conditions have been altered outside of my control. All right, and if you can start moving in a different direction and create new expectations, you could get yourself into a place of happiness or eliminate some of that stress, worry, fear, anxiety, and all that other stuff. The other thing that you could do is simply trade your expectations for appreciation. See, the things, this, this is another thing that I learned from Tony Robbins that has been so beneficial. Uh, there, there have been things that I've faced in the past two years since I shut down Podcast Answer Man completely and have begun pursuing a completely different path in life as the Mindset Answer Man. And some, I've, I've had some pretty challenging times. Yet, the times that I've had, so far I've had, I've had times that have been far more challenging than what it seems like I, it looks like I'm personally facing right now. Now, things could change in a week that, you know, I mean, I've learned how much can change in a week, all right? So I realized that I have no idea what the future holds. But one thing I have learned is that no matter how challenging some of the things that I've faced over these past two years have been, that yes, there have been times when I, that my expectations, my life conditions or expectations, they, they got out, out of whack, And while I did experience moments and sometimes hours and on occasionally maybe a day and a half or so of anxiety, fear, worry, self-doubt, all of that other stuff, knock and confidence, 
I was able to bounce out of those things because I realized the idea, well, what can I change in my life circumstances? Is there something I have control over in this area? Is there something over here I have control over as far as my expectations? Can I, can I shift what I, how I believe the world ought to be? All right? Can I, can I shift that? Is it possible for me to create a view of the world where, where something like this happens again? Absolutely, it's possible. I can shift those expectations. But in there are times when I've actually got to the place where it's like, listen, right now in the heat of it, I, ha- I, it, I can't seem to see some life circumstance changes I could make. I can't seem to quite think outside of the box of what how I think life ought to be. And so rather than, than focus on this right now, I can change my focus to something else. And that's where I, I learned uh, about trading your expectations for appreciation. And the number of times that I've been sent there and saying, listen, instead of me focusing right now on all of the unmet expectations, what can I, what can I be thankful for? And for me, I have tons to be thankful for. And you might be thinking it's all easy for you to be happy, Cliff, because you have so many things to be thankful for. But I'm going to tell you, you have so many things to be thankful for as well. I don't care who you are and what you're going through, you do have things to be thankful for, everyone. And I can say this because I know people who have been diagnosed with terminal uh, illness, who in the, in the final uh, weeks, months of their lives experienced great joy and love and peace because they... They weren't able to change the life circumstances. They did, cha- they did adjust their blueprint. There's like, oh, wow. I thought that I had, you know, 30, 40 more years with my family and my loved ones. My blueprint has changed. I may have days, weeks, or months left. And here's what I, it, this is how I'm changing that. And for those who struggled even then, they're like, listen, what, look, before I can even get there, I need to get out of all of this stuff that I'm feeling right now. I am drowning in a, in a ocean of negative emotion, of anxiety, fear, worry, self-pity, all of this stuff. How do I get out of that? By simply refusing just for a period of time, set a timer, go and find yourself a timer and set it for one hour. And say, listen, for one hour, I refuse to focus on anything that's going wrong right now. Listen, you if you want to, after the one hour is up, you can go pick up the weight of the world right back up on your shoulders. But for just one hour, set a timer, put all of that stuff aside, get yourself a journal, a piece of paper, pull up a Google Doc, do whatever, and simply make a list for one hour, nonstop, writing things that I'm thankful for. I'm gonna do something like this just off the top of my head. Now, the things that I have to be thankful for is, just I'm just coming up. I'm thankful for the fact that the power is still on in our home. I'm thankful for the fact that we have enough food in our home for at least the next two or three days, and that Kroger, the grocery store down the road, while the pickings are slim. They're still committed to being open and delivering food in spite of all of the people who have been hoarding and buying way more than necessary for their family. The reality is I, I'm thankful and I trust that there is going to be food on the shelves whenever we need to go and get more food. 
I'm thankful for the fact that there are entire neighborhoods around me that if worse get, came to worse, I could actually knock on the doors of my neighbors and and I could go up to their home and say, listen, can you spare a can, can of beans for my family? Or do, could, could I... Could I please, bo- bo- not borrow, may I please have, because I'm not going to give it back to you, I promise, may I have a roll of toilet paper? Uh, and and when this thing's over, I, I you know, I, I will get you back or I can do something in exchanges. There's some value. I'm thankful that people are generous and caring and giving. I'm thankful that my family currently is health and healthy and safe. I'm thankful that 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 the spread of this virus that right now uh, there are no known confirmed cases in the county that I live in, but I do see that just one county over there's already one or two confirmed cases, and and you know what I know that 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 just, those are just the confirmed cases, and if that's just the confirmed cases, how many are not yet confirmed, and how many people are asymptomatic and may not be. I'm thankful that I have at least the greatest opportunity to protect my family here and now. I'm thankful that currently all of us, whether we have this virus or not, are not currently feeling bad or lousy or horrible. I'm also thankful that if we have this virus in our home, on our hands, you know, in our mucous membranes, I'm thankful that we're staying home to protect others as much as possible. I'm thankful for the the people who are out there on the front lines of this working hard to make this. I'm thankful that that we have a government here, at least in, in our country, where they're thinking about sending some money to people who are in desperate need of it in this time and, and stuff like that. And I'm not going to, I refuse to allow myself to to judge how that's all handled at this moment in time. I just hope families that get it need it. I'm thankful for to see the community coming together, the the people who are donating foods for, for pantries at these local nonprofit organizations. I'm thankful for the bus drivers who are out there delivering school lunches to families who depended on school lunches. I'm thankful to see how people are coming together to support and encourage one another during this crisis. I'm thankful for people who uh, previously thought that the way Way that they go around about doing business, they they thought there's no way I could ever in a million years could I ever ask my employer could I work remotely from home and eliminate my 30 minute to 60 minute commute time or my two hour a day commuting. Now all of a sudden people are being introduced that wow you know what I can work remotely. They're being introduced. I'm thankful people are being introduced to new tools and they're seeing new opportunities for themselves. I'm thankful for the type of business that I have built over the years, that I've been prepared for such a time as this to be as valuable of a source of encouragement and mindset shift for people who are in more need of that now than ever before. And I'm thankful that I'm in that position, but I'm also thankful I I could go on for an hour. And if I continue to list all the things that I'm thankful for, all the things that I can be grateful for, what happens is all of a sudden I begin to feel different. I'm no longer anxious. I'm no longer worried. And so when I went to, when we had our Next Level Mastermind this week for the AM group yesterday, I, I asked them, I said, listen, let's let's have a conversation here authentically. Let's, let's skip the normal hot seat and let's ask these four questions. What are you doing to stay safe and to help others stay safe? We had a conversation about that this week. Um, in what ways has your business already been impacted? 
Let, let's talk about this. It, do, this is a safe environment for you to come and talk about how your business has been impacted. Have you, did you just, you know, are, this is a safe place for you to come and talk about, are you going to be able to make payroll? Do you know, what decisions are you facing related to your employees? What decisions are you making based upon, you know, your income? You know, what what is going to happen to your mortgage payments? How, how are you going to, in what way have you been impacted? This is a safe place for you to confidentially share really authentically what's going on your in your mind. Okay. Um, the third question, what can you do to grow in your business during the season? What what kind of shifts can you make in your approach to business? That, that What does this make possible for you in your business? Is there something new that now that you're, now that you're forced to tap into your resourcefulness, that's always been a gift that God has given you, uh, but you can be more resourceful now, what can you do during this time that you probably would have never pursued had life continued to go on without this coronavirus outbreak. And everybody had an answer of new things that they're attempting, new strategies that they're approaching. And you know what? After this outbreak is over, and I'm confident that we'll get to the other side of this, I know that there's going to, I mean, there's going to be economic economic impact. There's going to be some shakeup. We're, it's going to take some time to bounce back. And I've had some pretty significant bounce backs that I've had to do on my own in the past. And, and if I have to do it again, I know I can, I can weather it. I know I have what it takes. And you have what it takes too if you will stop swimming in the sea of negative emotions. You have the gifts and the abilities to be resourceful through this. If you can focus not on what's going wrong, but what can I do right to make the situation better? And I'm going to, and then of course, the other thing that we ended our meeting on is in what ways can you authentically show up and serve others during this authentic, uh, during this uncertain time? And I'm going to tell you, I don't care how challenging your life is today. If I could tell you one thing that will help you get through this, donate a minimum of 10 or 20% of your time to serving people without any expectation of anything in return, short-term or long-term. Donate a minimum of 10 to 20% of your time to serving others without expecting anything in return. It will radically shift the way that you feel, the way that you think. And some of the things that I've been doing is I, I, I've been thinking about online environments that I can create for people in my community. I, I'm thinking about one-on-one coaching. I'm thinking about some group coaching experiences, not looking to charge people, not looking to promote, no call to actions at the end. I'm looking, how can? what are some ways that I can show up and serve people? I've been going through my, my text message. Everybody that I've been text messaging for the last uh, 90 days, I'm, I'm going through and I'm sending them encouraging words and I'm sending them personalized videos. Hey, here's a little word of encouragement. Is there any Anything I can do to support you? How are you doing right now? Do you need some? Do you need a pep talk? You know, these are the things. That, what can you do? You can be a source of encouragement to others, my friends. This coronavirus is a serious deal. Number one, don't be tone deaf. Don't go out there and say this is no big deal. You're overblowing this. You know what? Regardless of whether or not that may or may not have been the case for the virus itself, the economic impact of how it has impacted the shutdown, this is has become a big deal. All right? 
we have no idea how much bigger of a deal it may be. It's best not to judge others for their overreaction. It's probably best for us, if I might suggest, for us to trade our expectations for appreciation, to do what we can to be proactive about just saying, hey, instead of worried about what's outside of our control, what can I do within my control to to provide for myself, my family, and to give to my community? Is there things that I can do if you're a business owner? Is there something that I can do to help my business continue to make through, make it through this? Are there new strategies, new approaches? But no matter what, I refuse to work all the time, 100%, all of the time around the clock trying to make ends meet for myself financially. Set aside time, number one, for sleep. Set aside time, number two, for your physical activity. Dude, get some intentional physical activity. Sweat, go out, it'll help you, I promise. If you want anything that's gonna help you boost your immune system, get some exercise in, all right? And then dedicate, devote 10, 20% of your time, effort, energy, resources to giving to others, serving others in a powerful way. That's my message during this coronavirus outbreak, and I hope that that's helpful to you. Now time to move into chapter number two here, and that is the topic of recycled content. Now, in my Next Level Mastermind, I have two different groups. I have the AM group of the Next Level Mastermind. We meet every Wednesday morning, uh, starting at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And then I have the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind that meets every Thursday evening, uh, starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. At least those are the current times as of, you know, what is this, March 19th, 2020. And back in January, when I was on this, uh, I was on this, like, crazy content creation inspiration time, and, and I was creating just content, many episodes of content per day, every day for several days. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And so I went to my groups in Voxer. We have a Voxer chat for each of the individual groups. And I said, hey guys, if you have any topics that you'd like me to cover in content, I'm super inspired to create a lot of content right now. Is there any particular topic you would like me to cover? And Kim in the AM group of the Next Level Mastermind submitted this question. Hey, Cliff. Good morning. Just finishing up a workout this morning and was driving. And as you know, I'm always listening and kind of reading. You asked us kind of to drop a question that might be valuable for content. And this is of interest to me. When producing content, how do you address the sense of kind of like this rinse, recycle, refurbish type of feeling that I have when I try to proceed with kind of jumping into a space? I trust you understand that. But in the case that you don't, it's just that you are one of those that's always listening and gathering information and hearing messages. I am as well, and there's times where I just feel like unless you are the originator, it kind of feels, I have a, a limiting belief that it feels wrong to kind of portray a message if, if I've engaged with that message in recipient mode. Maybe that's my medical background <laughs> speaking, but um, yeah, so that kind of rinse, recycle, refurbish of content or messaging and being authentic at the same time. So if you have any insights and if you feel it's valuable for content, I would I would be personally grateful for that. So hope you're having an amazing Thursday. I thought yesterday was an amazing hot seat. So deepest gratitude again for always creating that space for us to show up in powerful ways for one another. Gratitude. Kim, thank you so much for that 
question via Voxer. And by the way, it's it's ironic that it's Thursday, March 19th. She recorded this uh, well over a month ago. So I do have some thoughts and feelings about this. And and the one thing that I heard you say, it just feels like unless she said, unless you are the originator of the content, it feels wrong to kind of go out and teach that material. And I do have some feeling. First of all, if you go back to chapter one, I talked a great deal about Tony Robbins' formula for happiness. I talked about Tony Robbins and how I was inspired about him and his, when things don't go according to my expectations, I will trade my expectation for appreciation. I even brought up Big Leap, Gay Hendricks, in his book, The Big Leap. He asked the question in his book, are you willing to feel good and have your life go well all of the time? Kim, first and foremost, I am always, I am always taking what I hear from others and then turning around and sharing it. And I can just say to you that I used to be concerned about this, but today I have absolutely no qualms. I, there is no neuro association that equals sharing what I've heard from someone else me sharing it with others feels wrong. I have been there before, but I don't have it any longer. And I'm going to speak to that a little bit more. But here's the interesting thing. I think this is so ironic because Kim is in the AM group of the Next Level Mastermind. Kevin Davis and uh, Chris Nelson are members of the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. And I'm not kidding you, it was the same day that this conversation happened. Two different things. So, and, and they had no clue that Kim had submitted this question to me via Voxer. All right, so here's what Kevin shared. Hey guys, just listened to uh, John Maxwell this morning. He was talking about mentorship. And I think we can translate a lot of this to our coaching. The things he talked about, I was just kind of excited about, uh, I wrote some stuff down. He talks about what's taught is what's caught. He talks about uh, who you learn from is more important than what you learn. We're learning more than just information. You know, think about Cliff with this as well, too. We're all different worlds. But overall, the spirit of how he teaches is contagious among all of us. In the article that uh, he shared with us about Mary, uh, you know, how we come to our coaching sessions is how people are going to be taught and what they taught, hopefully, is what is caught with them and they can have that spirit. He talked about John Wooden, who is a UCLA a basketball coach, uh, very famous back in the 70s. He didn't teach humility, but the way he went about his life, he taught humility without actually teaching it. And uh, for us to be, you know, a contagious teachers, we have to have people learning from whatever we're bringing to the table each and every time. You know, we've got the information, we've got the knowledge, uh, but it's the spirit that we teach with is going to uh, be more important. And that's what's going to be spread among other people. It's like the ripple effect of throwing a stone in the, in the pond. How we teach what we bring to the table our spirit is what people are going to remember, along with the information that we're going to help them with. But anyway, I'm halfway through uh, this little talk that he's given, but uh, I just wanted to uh, share that with you guys, and uh, I appreciate y'all. Bye. 
All right. So, Kim, so the irony here is that after you submitted your question to me via Voxer, this was just hours later, Kevin in the PM group shared this in our group, the group Voxer chat for our PM group of the Next Level Mastermind. And what did he just do? He's like, I'm not even finished with this piece of content that John Maxwell has put out. But guys, oh my gosh, let me tell you what I just pulled from this piece of content. This is happening naturally every day, all the time. Everyone does this. And and so that's the first thing. And also, I love what he spoke about. It's not necessarily what we're teaching, but in the spirit of what we're teaching. And, and, and of course, that is an actual teaching from John Maxwell that here's the interesting thing. I would never have heard that had Kevin not shared it. That's, that's one key piece of information. Here's what I know. I am surrounded by people who love John Maxwell. And I have a great deal, an immense amount of respect for who John Maxwell is, what he has accomplished in this world, and the impact and influence he's had on the lives of hundreds of thousands of people, and maybe that's a conservative number. However, I have never in my life ever read a single book by John Maxwell. I've never listened to a podcast episode or interview by John Maxwell. I have never watched a video from John Maxwell, I and I have no desire to ever do so. None. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's the way he dresses in his, uh, he typically dresses more in a suit because he 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 reaches a lot of corporate business people and stuff like that. I, I don't know if it's the, the authoritarian tone in which he communicates or whatever. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but he his message, his voice does not resonate with me. It, it, it's not that I'm judging the spirit in which he teaches, it just, it's like he's hes speaking to a specific audience that obviously he has an incredibly large audience that resonates with his voice and his message and his spirit in which he teaches the things he teaches. But I'm not in, when he talks, his voice doesn't resonate with me. It, I, I feel no connection to John Maxwell whatsoever. But let me tell you something. I definitely connect with my friend Kevin Davis. And so when he shared that in Voxer, that had a profound impact on me. I, I, it's like, oh, that's good. And that goes great along with when I actually get around to creating content to discuss uh, Kim's question, is it wrong to teach something you've heard or learned from someone else? I'm going to use Kevin's thing because that's so brilliant. And then get this, immediately, well, okay, within maybe an hour or so of Kevin sharing that in the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind, Chris Nelson, also a member of the PM group of the Next Level Mastermind, shared this. Hey, Kevin, thanks for sharing that information. I I actually found it quite insightful. And, you know, one of the things that made me think of, and I think we've talked about this uh, on mastermind calls, and I know it's something that's been in my mind at times when I was first starting my journey, was the whole idea of who am I, you know, with all the other, quote, experts out there to be able to do what it is I want to do, to follow the path that I've dreamed about. And, you know, to your point and to what John Maxwell said, it's not just about the information. It's about the, the who, not just the what. 
And, you know, I thought that's pretty, that's pretty insightful because the information is a commodity. And at the end of the day, th- there's a lot of that out there just in this age of the Internet and so forth. And, and most of it's true. Unless it's on the Internet, then it's definitely true. But anyway, but the person that's delivering the message, I think that being that vessel and parting your own spin, your own perspective, your own personality onto that information is what makes it truly a worthwhile endeavor, not only for you, but for the person that you're that you're sharing that information with. So thanks a lot for sharing that. I, I really enjoyed hearing about that. And, uh, and by the way, just a quick follow up for Stephen. Uh, good luck with both your calls today. I know you're going to do well and uh, anxious to hear how things go. Talk to you later. All right. So obviously, Here's another person in our group, everybody in our group who heard that message from Kevin Davis, that was an insight, an inspiration that had an impact on the way that we're thinking and processing about how we show up in the world, who am I? We all have those questions, right? And here's Kevin sharing something from John Maxwell that had a profound impact, and he's like, man, that that really lands well for me, is what Chris Nelson said. Now, what are the chances that Chris Nelson would have actually came across the exact piece of content that Kevin was in the middle of? Very unlikely. Now, the thing is, is now I, I didn't ask Chris this, but it's very possible that Chris Nelson may be a huge John Maxwell fan. He may have an entire library full of John Maxwell books and materials. I have no idea. It doesn't matter either way. But even if, if Chris Nelson was the biggest John Maxwell fan that ever existed, there's a still a very high likelihood the exact piece of content and insight from John Maxwell that was shared by Kevin Davis would have never reached Chris Nelson, but it did because Kevin Davis. Now, the thing is, is did Kevin come in and say, guys, I'm going to share with you an insight that might be valuable to you, and here's, here's something that I'm teaching you that you need to know, uh, and as if it's his own. No, he didn't do that. He gave credit to where credit was due. How many times do I sit here and teach things and say, listen, let me tell you what I learned from Gay Hendricks in his book, The Big Leap. Let me tell you what I heard from Tony Robbins at Unleash the Power Within, his conference that you can attend, or his Creating Lasting Change program, which you could pay a couple hundred dollars and buy yourself if you want this material. I'm always given credit where I'm learning things. I'm talking about the things that I lear- learned from Dr. A.M. Krasner in his book, The Wizard Within, the clinical approach to, or Krasner method to the clinical approach to hypnotherapy. Uh, I'm always talking about Rich Litvin and Steve Chandler and the things that I'm inspired and in, what I'm learning and how my life has changed as a result of their book, The Prosperous Coach. I'm always referring back to the thing, and here's what I will tell you. I, I used to struggle, Kim, with exactly what you're saying. It seems weird because here's what I was doing. I, I went to Unleash the Power Within. I think it was June of 2016, I believe. I'm pretty sure it was. June of 2016, Stephanie and I went there. And I said to Stephanie, I said, oh my gosh, this conference this is what I want to do. I, this kind of work, this kind of mindset transformation, this is the type of work I want to devote my life to. 
absolutely hands down, I know this is my identity. This is who I'm supposed to be in the world. I wanna have this kind of impact in people's lives. I wanna create this kind of message, this kind of transformative message, teach people how to radically shift their behavior for a lifetime, how to get themselves to finally follow through on the on pursuing the life that they were created to live. This is who I want, this is what I want to do. But then all of a sudden, those thoughts and feelings started, who am I? I mean, why would anybody come to a conference that I would host when they could just go to Tony Robbins? He's been doing it for 30, 40 years. How on earth can anybody expect to have this come from me and have it be nearly as powerful? Why don't I just forget about me? Why don't I just tell people to go to Tony Robbins, you know? And, and so for a while, I, I was pursuing that method and I was just like, you, you need to go do this. You need to go check out this Tony Robbins material. You need to check out this. You need to check out that. You should go to this conference. And I started having people write to me, Kim, and they would say to me, you know what, Cliff, I know that you really are motivated and inspired by Tony Robbins and he's obviously had a tremendous amount of impact and influence in your life. Uh, but personally, I can't stand the guy. I don't like the way he cusses. I don't like some of the sexual references he makes. And some of the things he says out there are a little bit beyond my comfort zone when it comes up, up uh, when it comes to bumping up against my my faith background. So with all due respect, Cliff, there's no way I'll ever listen to anything Tony Robbins ever says. But do you know what I love? I love when you actually create an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show, or you create a webinar, or you bring something into a hot seat or a coaching conversation, something that you learned from Tony Robbins, either at his conference or in one of the various uh, training programs that you've purchased from him, and then you have applied that to your life, and then you come and you teach those principles, you tell us where you heard it from, you tell us about how you've been testing it out in your life, and you give us real-life stories of what it's been like to have that show up in your life and then you've been helping teach other people and now you have stories about that. That cliff resonates with me. And you know what? I am thrilled that Tony Robbins introduced you to this material, but man, can you just create more content? Will you you just get over your fear of, of whatever it is and will you just start teaching me anything and everything you learned from Tony Robbins? And I'm like... That still feels weird, but then you know what? That I heard that, I, this is no exaggeration, 25, 30 times. Uh, pretty much those things word for word. Specifically, not in a million years will I ever listen to Tony Robbins, which blows my mind, but that's okay. I don't judge them. I, I understand Tony can, you know, in, in his live settings, he can use a lot of language. And he can also be very bold in the things that he says and does. Some of those things for for therapeutic reasons, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I had enough people say, I will never listen to any Tony Robbins material you ever recommend to me. I will never go to his conference. I'd come to yours though. And so after 25, 30 people have said that, I said, okay, I'm going to create a conference called Free the Dream. And I'm literally going to create my own version of Unleash the Power Within. I'm going to teach the main core principles that I've learned from Tony Robbins, T. Harv Eker, Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale, Dan Miller, Michael Hyatt, Ray Edwards, all the all these other people, all of the I'm going to take the best of the best that I've learned from everyone else and I'm just going to teach it 
in my own words, in my own way. I'll create the outline. Some of the material, by the way, some of the outlines of my material are literally the same exact outlines that I had from Tony Robbins. And I was freaking out about that leading up to the very first ever Free the Dream conference. Really freaking out about it. But then all of a sudden I got over it because when I read the book Psycho-Cybernetics, oh my gosh, I realized that 80% of the stuff I heard from Tony Robbins he got from Dr. Maxwell Maltz. I'm not kidding you. 80% of the things that I learned from, from Tony Robbins, the source material is found inside of one book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, which was, which was published in the 1960s. And then all of a sudden, I didn't, and by the way, after that, I heard Tony consistently talking about the fact that his mentor was Jim Rohn. And I went back to some Jim Rohn materials, and I saw other things that I learned from Tony that originally came from Jim Rohn. And, and Tony says, says himself, listen, the reason why I was able to create all these seminars, he goes, I started reading book after book after book. I read hundreds and hundreds of books on, on human behavior. And, and I was like... So wait, all this stuff Tony's teaching, it's not all new material that he just dreamt one night and then started writing. Although there is a couple of pieces, like his uh, date with destiny, he talks about how he couldn't sleep one night and he started writing things out. But even those inspired pieces of content are inspired by the countless hundreds of, or not thousands of others of of pieces of education and experience and training and things he's learned from everyone else and he's just put it all together and packaged it in his own words, in his own ways, in his own unique method. And he also teaches it in his own spirit. And so number one, everyone is already taking what they're learning and sharing it with others. You're doing it all the time and, and you know you're doing it. Now you're just doing it. Now the thing is, is if you write a published book, do you want to just take paragraph by paragraph, word for word, everything everybody else has said? No. But you can say, hey, I learned this from so-and-so. You can quote a, a, a bit of material f from things that they said, but then you can expand upon it with your own experience and tell it in your own way and talk about how it's shown up for you in your life. Everyone's already doing this. Tony Robbins is doing this. The people that you're, the books that you're reading, the seminars you're attending, they're doing the same thing, I assure you. The, number two, who am I to do this? You are you. <laughs> I am me. People said, Cliff, I don't know what it is about your voice, but when I listen to you, I can't not listen. And there's something about the way that you communicate that resonates with me. And so I don't care where you learned it from. Just keep talking. Keep sharing what you're learning because chances are some of the people that you listen to, some of the books that you read, I'd never have the patience to listen to or read those books or go to those materials. But man, I, I, I seem to always make time for you. And what the way that you teach, the way that you share resonates. And here's the third thing, Kim. Some people are only ever going to get this material if you actually share it. All right? That's my thoughts on that question. I hope it's helpful to you, Kim. And I hope it's helpful to you listening to this who is, has also dealt with this feeling that it might be, you might feel like it's wrong to, to share something that maybe you aren't the originator of that information. It's, don't, don't go and regurgitate word for word everything somebody else has said, but certainly give, share, share the, the love with the people who inspired you, quote from them, and then teach what your experiences have been with the material. Uh, it does nothing but, but, it, but number one, 
when you teach it, you actually uh, drive it deeper into your own soul better. You live your life more according to the things that you teach. So go ahead and teach it. It's going to help you. It's going to help others. And it's going to help the person you first learned from because you are going to reference them and give them credit for where you heard it from the first time. So it's, it's a win-win-win for everybody. Chapter three in this podcast, real quickly, I just want to say this. I did an episode a couple episodes back, and it was episode 636 of the show. And episode 636, I talked about podcast chapters. And I just want to tell you that there is a different app that allows you to do chapters in a podcast, like I'm doing in this episode, without the convoluted step-by-step crazy instruction. And by the way, that software that I told you about in episode... 636, it was titled, um, actually, I think it was called Forecast or something like that. Anyway, it was a terrible piece of software and I didn't like it. So I actually found a brand new piece of software. It's in the Mac App Store. So if you're a PC user, I'm sorry. Uh, But let's see if I can see, if I go to about, this is actually called, um, it's just called Podcast Chapters. So if you go, if you're a Mac user, you can go to the Mac App Store. It's $20, I believe. At the time when I purchased this, it was $20 for this software. And it's just called Podcast Chapters. And the cool thing is, is I can take this recording, I can go into uh, Adobe Audition, process it, and export it as an MP3 file using not the lame encoder, which is totally awesome. Uh, and then once I have the MP3 file, I can then drag, I can open up the MP3 in the podcast chapter software that I just purchased. And in this software, I'm able to play the file and create the chapters as I go. I'm not going to teach you step-by-step how to do that. It, it if you're interested in doing podcast chapters, the only thing I'm telling you here of that related to this is I found a software tool solution that makes it much easier for me to create chapters for a podcast. It was super easy to put the chapters in that you are experiencing in this podcast episode as a result of it. And for those of you who are using the software uh, that allows you to click links in chapters uh, in your podcast app, I will actually, you can click on the hyperlink and it will take you straight to that uh, that thing in the Mac App Store. And then chapter four, I'm going to just say real quickly here at the end, iPad Pro announcement. I have an actual coaching call in five minutes. So I have to end this thing within five minutes and be on a Zoom call. So I'm gonna just wrap this up. I'm just super excited that Apple recently announced, even in the midst of this coronavirus thing, the brand new 2020 versions of the iPad Pro. It's the same sizes as before, 12.9 and the 11 inch. I had been wanting a brand new 11 inch iPad Pro. So I went ahead and bought the 2018 model, knowing that it was just around the corner that they would come out with a new one. Uh, And I'm super thrilled to see that the Magic Keyboard with trackpad that is available for the new models, and they do have the Magic Track or the Magic Keyboard with trackpad for the 11 inch and 12.9 inch for the new iPad. It will also work for the iPad Pros that were the 2018 models. So it's coming out in May. It's got the backlit keyboard. It's got the magnetic thing, has the screen that's going to hover on the top. Just go to apple.com, look at the new iPad announcement. 
Uh, I am definitely going to buy that $299 Magic Keyboard with trackpad for the iPad. It's something to look forward to, and I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about the opportunities that exist for each and every one of us to break free from the patterns of just living life on autopilot. I'm going to see all of the opportunities that exist. I realize there are still going to be challenges that we all confront, including myself. There may be things in two weeks from now I couldn't even imagine happening. And you know what? I'm still committed to feeling great and having my life go well all of the time. And I hope that you would be committed to that as well, or at least willing if you're not yet committed. All right, if you need a book to read while you're at home, I encourage you to read The Big Leap. And if you've already read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, then another book if you're interested in coaching, uh, I encourage you to read The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin. Guys, until next time, I encourage you to take every area of your life to the next level. Mindset and to man.